The difference between uh, traditional procurement and a P3 is it's kind of like having a mortgage on your house, but also having all the repairs built into that contract. We won't have P3 success unless we have P3 education. Our members are the best bunch of people. They just love to help. They're so enthusiastic. Produced by Podcast Architects. Welcome back to another episode of The Path Forward. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Rick Fernandez, where we talk about innovation, education, and the merging of the two. I've got a very, very, very important person and guest today, Carol Todd, Director of Communications from the Association for Improvement of American Infrastructure, or fondly known as AIAI. Carol, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very, very important. I do agree with that. You see, you see the good lead in right there. Half, you know, half showbiz is just to, just to getting somebody to have a great lead in for you. So I'm trying to hook you up there. Yeah, the checks in the post. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about AI AI for a minute. That was a long, that was a long acronym I had to to memorize there. What is it that you do for them other than herding cats? And kind of how did you get there? So if you can take us to the genesis of this and where you started and, and then ultimately what you do for AI-AI. Oh, um, so what I do for AI-AI is I'm their communications director. And basically I, um, I was a stay-at-home mom for, well, first of all, I don't even come from this country. I was born in Ireland, raised on a farm, came over to the U.S. when I was in my, oh, very young, just very young. That's, and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was a stay-at-home mom for a very long time, and then uh, my kids got older. I decided to get, try and get back into the workforce, and I met a very lovely woman called Lisa, who um, decided to offer me the job of then senior brand manager, but I got promoted. So, um, yeah, and that was about five years ago, and in that time, we have almost doubled, uh, over doubled our membership and um, just... Uh, we're going from strength to strength. We've we, used to be just Lisa and myself, and now we have a team of uh, six or seven, I believe. So we're going places. Well, absolutely. And, and as a member of AI, AI and, and I'm fortunate to serve on several committees, the amount of uh, bandwidth from y'all's team is is really amazing. And that's kind of what I want to get into. What's the goal? What's the mission? What does AI, AI do for folks? Right. So we um, we educate on the P3 model and advocate for it. So advocate for it at the federal government level, local government level. But we also educate the, the owners, the public sector side. So our membership is comprised of the private sector side from the companies who want to be on these public private partnership teams. And um, they like yourself, Rick, uh, they form the committees. They we we create all sorts of resources, white papers and documents and, and, and panel speaking opportunities, all uh, with the, the one goal in mind of just making sure that we give the public sector everything that they need to consider a P3 as a, a viable procurement option. So it sounds to me, I, I can, I can, no matter what I do, I can never get away from education. But the first thing you said is we educate and we're trying to to solve problems for people. And we're using our expertise to, to bring people together in, in order to solve 
very large scale problems. Um, in the public sector, sometimes, you know, they do a great job, but they're not experts in everything. Uh, right. No one can and, be. And they couldn't be expected to be. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, the, P3s are very, very complex by nature. And and to, to, to think that anyone could be expected to understand just how to do one is just, it's not feasible. So uh, back to your back to what you were saying about uh, education is that's that's the beauty of it. We 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 invite the public, we encourage the public sector to come to the conferences that we that we support, and in doing that, um, we just we we let them know, hey, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Um, so come with that mindset, and we will be able to help you. So Carol, for a novice that may be listening. What exactly is a P3, an alternative delivery model? Can you give us a, a, a practical example? Practical examples, don't say that. I know, that's, I know. Uh, help us with a, a K-12 example, right? Keep it, keep it simple for me. So in the, in, the case of, um, in the case of Prince George's County, for example, they, they had this huge need for a, a, a lot of schools. And what the P3 model was, was able to do was provide... A bundled, a bundle of schools, right, and and right. deliver it fast, quick, quicker than we could have got them any other way. I mean, that project has gone super fast to where it is. I just saw some new photographs the other day of it, and it, it's so exciting to see that project actually come to reality. You know, but a lot of times, um, owners and the public sector are very constrained by by their budgets and and um like their 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 deferred deferred maintenance is a huge problem it's um staffing what our staffing they're staffing i mean just to have the people to to maintain and and keep up so the difference between uh traditional procurement and a p3 is the o&m part of it the operations and maintenance and and we've talked about it before where it's kind of like having a mortgage on your house but also having all the repairs built into that contract so that you're guaranteed to have that asset at the end of the contract in as sound a state as possible. Um, so it's, the, you know, the onus is on the private part of that partnership to take care and maintain the asset. And other, th- other things that don't necessarily uh, come into play with traditional procurement, such as um, risk transfer, um, Innovation is huge because it's again it's on it's on the private sector to bring the innovation to to uh, to use the best quality materials and and all that because they're going to be responsible for this for this asset they just don't build it and hand it back there's a long term care of of the project as well. So I mean so for like Prince George County our friends there is it fair to say that they would not have have been able to not only build the schools that they needed, but do it in a time frame that really impacted their students in the now, right? Because I mean, I'm well aware, right? It's usually two years out to even get, you know, small pieces of your facilities built out. And and now with all the different components of, of sourcing materials and construction and all of the, the time that's allotted to that, it rarely goes, goes to plan. Um, Am I fair in saying that they were able to do it on time and on budget and in a way that leveraged all of that expertise to make sure students had their buildings when, when it's time to go, when, when we need it most? You know, this is a, the opening of school. So 
mm-hmm. obviously in, incredibly important. Well, this, this is it. And, and that, that's crucial to a P3 is that that, that is all contracted in. So on time, sure. if you're not on time, you're going to be penalized by that. So every part of a P3 contract um, has has a, a clauses in it that, that can potentially land the, the, the private sector side in, in financial uh, penalties if they don't. So it's, you know, it's 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 up to them to really uh, hold up their their end of the end of the deal and, and get these things done quickly. And like like I said before, Prince George's County, the schools that that's just unheard of what they've done there. And it's very exciting. We're thrilled with it. Um, I, I honestly cannot wait to to get down there and check them out. And I'm very excited about seeing, not, not only seeing the schools, because that's always great, but hearing all of the voices that were a part of it and just the, the undertaking and the, the teamwork that was required to be able to do that. I'm very excited about that, um, yeah. that project down there. So c- congratulations to them. You know, yeah. it kind of brings up the question is why wouldn't more public owners or public entities, why wouldn't they leverage the expertise out there, whether it be consultants, whether it be AI, AI, what do you think causes them a little fear of saying, Hey, I need help. Is it just our human nature? Don't we don't want to ask, or, or is there anything that you could learn? It's like, yeah, you know, like, ask? going, going back to what we were saying before, um, there's no such thing as a stupid question, but it's human nature to not want to, admit that you don't know right but what what we've seen in encouraging the public sector to seek out that education is people people come to us um we were at the uh convention uh sports entertainment facilities conference there a couple of months ago and people were coming to us and going i've never heard of a p3 would it be right for my project and that's the key uh a lot of times a p3 is not going to work for their project but at least consider it and um, at least take, like, hire advisors to to let you know whether they think it's a good uh, a good uh, P three or not. Because sometimes it's not, and that's okay. But and that's why we always say a P three is a good tool to have in your procurement tool, toolbox because it won't always be the panacea. Right, of course. But there's it's good to know in our in our state of change because it's happening fast. Uh, particularly the public sector is affected by feels like anything politically and, and anything legislatively that that comes down the pike. You're you're always reacting to it. You're never ahead of it. It, it would be great to have more options, more more uh, bullets in the gun, so to speak, uh, when those when those times happen. And really, people that you trust to help guide you in that process, because we're not going to be experts at every single thing. But chances are. We can put you in contact with somebody that, that knows it frontwards and backwards and that and that you're going to trust is going to give you accurate information. Right. And that's the beauty of our association is that we have uh, members from all areas of a P3 and they all have experience in P3 success. And, um, you know, we want to build the pipeline. Right. And the only way to build the pipeline is to have successful P3 projects and to get in there at the ground level and work with the owners. Like we like to think of ourselves as an association as a pre-advisory advisory um, that where we can just uh, go in with our with with our members who may end up competing on the same project. Sure. But at this stage, at this very, very early stage, we're just going in and we're going to sit down with with the owners and say, hey, show show us what you got. Let us know your ideas and we will help you. 
and then we'll get, you know, you can get to your RFI or RFQ stage and then AIAI as an association backs off because that's when our members are, are going to end up on teams competing against each other for the deal. No, and I, that's one thing that, that I love and I've been able to take part in is working with other people across many different firms and not only learning from them, but seeing it in action. And it's pretty, it's pretty unique, right? Because you're all kind of competing for the same or could be competing for the same things, but you're working in a way that's just straight up selfless. I'm, I'm trying to help this entity and whether I, we get the job or not, that that's not the mission here. The mission is to educate and help and support and really give options to right. the public sector. And that is, you know, that speaks to me because I've been public sector for most of my career. And, and to see that on this side is like, man, that's, that's, that's great stuff. That's just helping for the sake of, of, giving people options and making them aware and giving them access to things that they don't have. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about the different sectors that we do work with. I know the, the, the council of mayors is, is one that's coming up, but what are some other uh, sectors and groups from the, on the public side that, that we've worked with or, and we'll be working with? Well, we'll, we'll work with, we'll work at state level. We'll work at local level. Um, a, a lot of times it'll just be, uh, a municipality that comes up to us at a conference and says, I've got this project. I don't know how to get it off the ground. And um, that's that's where we will we'll provide like in person one on ones at, at the event. We'll we'll do that. But then uh, leading on from that, that we'll then we'll then travel to. You, you were with us when we went to uh, Lafayette, for example, mm-hmm. we'll then travel to and have and have what we call a fly-in, where we'll we'll get we'll we'll encourage the owners to get everyone into a room who needs to know about how to procure project through the P three model, and um, you know we'll just provide a day of education. Really, honestly, like we we provide so 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 many different resources and and opportunities for the public sector to to learn that you know it's it's. It's just it's easy to be able to to do that, and of course it's all complementary to the public sector because again, we 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 won't have P three success unless we have P three education. So you keep hitting on education, and to me, one of the greatest things that that I've not I haven't been a part of it, but just hearing about the certification course right is one thing, and this is just so intuitive to what I think we should be doing in, in education for the most part. Is there's this problem. Right. And you have this group of experts and guess what? We're going to work together to figure out how do we how do we come up with a solution for this need? And then we're going to market this need. We're going to kick it off and we're going to tweak as we go. And if we do it right, it will surpass expectations, which that that has done by far Um, the the request for for the certification and alternative delivery. It's now up to more than hundreds of people wanting to be a part of that. And that just speaks to not only the strength of, of the groups and the committees and, and AI, AI in general, but just the, the want to come together and find solutions. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Great our, our, our certification program has been such a success. I mean, we, we, we knew there was a need for it, um, but we thought it was going to take maybe a couple of years to really get established. But we're, we're we. So Thomas Sherman, uh, formerly of VDOT, uh, he runs the program. He provides the education there. Lisa likes to call him her professor. Um, he's got like 
upwards of 80 people in his classes right now and they keep I know. they keep coming back and uh, <laughs> you know and these are you know it's it's pretty deep dive into the into uh into the uh the whole procurement model there's there's eight modules i think he's he's done five he's presenting some electives right now some of which are you know you have mandatory you have to have two electives and whatnot and um oh no now it feels like i'm getting i'm getting deja vu like you're going through my all right hey you need two two years of spanish before you can graduate yeah, here, so get it's it together. Pretty much, these are your credits and if you get all <laughs> these credits um you will walk yeah. Uh, you will graduate at uh, the P3 conference in Dallas in 2024. And that's really what it is. That's, that's the goal is um, we're already looking to do that. We're, you know, just hmm. uh, Thomas is thrilled with how it's gone. And we all are, obviously it's a, it's an awful lot of work. I have to say. If I was a university, I would be probably calling and saying, Hmm. Would you mind sharing that curriculum with us, or would you mind uh, maybe an offshoot of, of some of our economics class or some of our construction management class? I, I don't. That's what I would be doing uh, because it, it's surely taken off and it's it, it's it's providing a direct benefit and, and to something that there's a conclusive need for. Right? It's not just man. Eh, we just felt like doing it. So yeah. Um, and the, the 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 great thing about our 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 whole program is it's not that high level academia it's it's really the the boots on the ground stuff that the yeah. regular people like you you and i well you know you've got a phd so maybe not you oh, oh trust, <laughs> me. Yeah, maybe. trust me trust uh, me trust me when you said not not really academia like yep that's that's yeah. uh, <laughs> um but yeah that's it's, code for hey rick can pass this so you guys are good <laughs> It's not. It's not that scary. I'm not going to understand this too highbrow level of education. It's really just the fundamentals. This is how you do it. This is going to be uh, presented to you by people who have done it, and that you know that, that that's the, it's the experience. It's the real world experience of our members who are presenting this alongside Thomas, which is really invaluable, and I think it's quite a unique product. So. Where do you see this going? Uh, do you think that this is going to continue to, to snowball and, and really bleed over into more sectors that have a need for alternative delivery or, or just become kind of more of a commonplace thing where five years we're looking back at this and saying, now everybody's using it to some form or fashion just because it's such a needed option for, for public? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. Like, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, the more people know, the more success we can have. And um, then they can, once they're armed with the knowledge, they can address the challenges back in their communities, such as uh, the misrepresentation out there, you know, with, uh, you know, we can, you can, P3s can get good press and bad press, but um, once, once the owners understand the model, and can sell the model to their taxpayers, then that's where we're going to be able to actually procure this model and and um, use it use it to get stuff done and get it done quickly. Right in, all, done. in all sectors as well. Like you're talking universities, education is very very good. You know, it's it's a great uh, sector for for the P three model. But we're talking transportation, transit, broadband. Um, street, we have that, that project. Sustainability. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. Huge projects for sustainability. Yep. So it's exciting, you know, and, and, and more and more people are, are considering P3s in areas that haven't been done before. No, it's exciting. And I know, I know um, our teams across the country are, have done a great job, put in a lot of work just to educate and to provide service. And that's, that's awesome. So if somebody wanted to reach out or there's a listener that I, I want to find out more about that. If I'm a, if I'm a superintendent or, or a mayor, where do they go? Who do they contact? They contact me, of course. <laughs> no, they really just reach out to anyone at AI, AI, and we, you know, give us, give us your questions and we will, if we don't know the answer, we know someone who will have the answer. I mean, we have such, like I said, we have over a hundred members from all walks of a P3, like finance, uh, f- developers, uh, legal, technical, operations and maintenance, advisors you know we have everyone in our organization so like i said if you if we don't know the answer we'll find you someone who will awesome awesome okay carol as director of communications give us a little insight into your day-to-day life what does a week from carol todd look like oh so for my sins i i i do all the design work. So all the PowerPoints need to come through me. And we're talking for the certification, we're talking over a hundred pages. Um, all the branding, I'm, I'm really responsible for the, um, keeping, keeping the brand tight and, and, and as you know, cause that, re- that reflects on all aspects of the organization. Sure. Um, also the more communications part is I, I oversee all the, making sure all the members know all the opportunities that we have. Like we have the two exclusive member conversations. We have Mondays with Marshall, with Marshall McCumber, who talks about, um, what's going on government wise and, and, and the federal level and, and whatnot. Um, then on Thursdays, we have P3s Over the Horizon, uh, hosted by David Canary from Cork. He, uh, he defers his dinner <laughs> in Ireland until, and, until he, he delivers that. But he, he checks out everything, all the RFQs, all the projects that are out there. He, he'll um, let the members know uh, like, what's out there that they should be chasing and they should be looking at. And that's hugely important for the members that, you know, to get that to get that insight and um what else i guess uh, just you know we will i'll i i make sure that um everyone knows if we're going to a conference we're looking for speakers you know like we what the beauty of our organization as well is that we really do uh we we want to get to know every single member and if you're going to be enthusiastic and 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 want to be an active part of our organization we'll we'll pay that back tenfold. We, we get to know you. We know what your strengths are. We know what you want to do. If you want to be a speaker on this panel, absolutely. If we think you fit, and you, you probably do, uh, then we'll, you know, the, the opportunity for visibility is, is huge. And as well as that, like the social media um, sure. on, the, on, on LinkedIn, we, we love to make, make sure that like tra- Transurban and Aldridge this week are celebrating the Fredericksburg in Virginia, they opened another 10 miles of the highway. That's all over. It's, and it's great. It's so exciting that so that we, we can, we can promote that as an organization so that all our members see, Hey, this is, this is what you're, 
fellow members are doing and, and you know, just ma making sure that everything is out there so that uh, no one ever thinks that their that their membership is just lip service. It's, it's really not. We work very, very hard to make sure that, that everyone gets what they want out of their membership. And that's different, different things to different people. But like, like to your point of the committees, you know, there's so, so many people have active roles on those committees and they're hugely important for, um, for the ultimate goal of educating the, the owners and the people who are going to have these projects. No, I mean, it's, it's been really great for me. And again, the learning part for me is just, I mean, I, I love it and love being a part of it. And you're hundred percent right. Like if you, you can get as much out of it as you, as you possibly could ever want. Um, and that's another thing that I love. The members are very much engaged and, and that, you know, a testament to your work and to the team's work. It's been very beneficial for me. It's, and it's also a testament to the people involved though, Rick. Honestly, sure. that, that our members are the best bunch of people. They really are. They're they're not uh, you know, they're they're not backward about coming forward and 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 they just love to help. They're so enthusiastic. And, and you know, we have a we have an ever-increasing group of ambassadors who who go the extra mile for us as as well as our wonderful board. Not just saying that because they pay me, um, but you know everyone's just so keen to have because it works in everyone's best interest to, sure. to to promote to promote the model and see if we can't get infrastructure done in this country. I have to I have to know. So if you manage the brand, give me your number one brand pet peeve when something comes your way, whether it's a presentation or something. What's the number one pet peeve? when you stretch the logo, <laughs> don't touch my logo. <laughs> like, or you try to design your own PowerPoints. I, I, we, we, have a, we have a few amateur designers in, in our organization and I'm, I have to be, so, and sometimes I'm like, you know, you took a nice photograph. I'm going to incorporate your photograph, but. Would you yeah. rather it just be just, just what, just plain white with just black plain white. Uh, script? Don't format it. Cause let me tell you, on PowerPoint, there are some ways to format that I don't know how to unformat. <laughs> it drives me crazy because I'm like, how did you ever get there? <laughs> but uh, yeah, plain formatting, I'll do the fancy stuff. I'll make it look beautiful, I promise. But uh, you got to let me do that. <laughs> just, you know, just stay out of it, stay People on my team are quite scared of me at this point because I, I you know, you don't cross me. You don't mess with that brand. <laughs> I'm from Northern Ireland. <laughs> So any, I just got to remember that for any presentations, just, just, which helps me tremendously. Cause I'm sitting there like trying to watch something on YouTube of how to make it a 3d imaging. And I'm like, this, this, this is about to be a cut and paste job is best, best I can do. You give me your words, you give me your pictures. The rest is on me. <laughs> I can, we, I can do that. That's, yeah. that's the music to my ears there. What do you enjoy most about the job? Oh God, that's a hard one. Because there's so many different parts to my job that I, I really do. There, there. You know, you get you get frustrated every now and again. Um, this has been a very challenging week, but by and large, like I love the graphics. I love doing the design work. I I, I love the travel and meeting people and and hanging out with people because, like I said, really are the best bunch of people. So um, there's there, it, there's there's so much that um, it's such a complex job. I really couldn't I really couldn't pinpoint one thing. Would you be willing to take an intern at some point? 
would that intern be willing to work for me? <laughs> hey, yeah, if they're interning for you, then they're well, interning for you, right? All I can say is like, be careful what you wish for. Um, of course. Well, yeah. that, that, that's what we want. We want hands-on, like no bones about it. This, this is, these are the skill sets. Um, and, and here's what, what it takes to, to be successful uh, in multiple facets of, of business, not just, yeah. you know, what you're doing with on the design side, but every other piece oh, of yeah, it. That that, has to come and that, that is potentially the problem with taking on an intern is the how complex the job actually is. And I think that applies to everyone in the team. Like we, we don't just, we have our, our, our list, you know, our job descriptions and whatnot, sure. but we're, you know, overlapping all the time because we're so, it's such a small team for the work that we do. And um, it's probably, it probably would be like, expecting a lot of someone to yeah i'd have to be i'd have to be really kind that sounds like <laughs> the very thing that we need is, i feel very sorry for hey, this your, this mystery intern already to... and they they don't even exist <laughs> i mean that I, I think that would be the best type of internship is just <laughs> this is reality of how how agile and and how diversified your skill set now needs to be yeah right you cannot have you cannot have just one thing you do well. No, You've got to have it across multiple things. So I may take you up on that at some point. <laughs> Carol, thank you so much for being here on the path forward. And I know we'll be seeing each other soon. And I'm going to find you an intern before the next time we see each other in person. So by next March, uh, November, probably. All right. Well, just so you know, like I will blame you so that they can come back to you and go, I don't know what you were thinking sending me to that woman. I was preparing you. It was tough love. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oh, you're very welcome. To, it's uh, it's been fun, and uh, you know Absolutely. me. Uh, any chance to uh, to have a chat uh, is always very welcome. Well, that's why I asked you because I knew you would. So thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Produced by Podcast Architects.